Welcome to Thrive in Business Together with Nikki and Ness. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country, the Yuggera and Wurundjeri people of Brisbane and Melbourne respectively, where Nikki and I both work and live. Getting into the episode today, Ness and I were talking about smart growth in business. Now, the reality is the biggest challenges that we see business owners face in this modern day crazy world is that they are stuck in the busy trap. Uh, They're on Juggle Street. You know, you're all things to all people despite having a team. And there's this reality of business chaos that you're experiencing in business. And there's a variety of reasons for that. What we're here to help you do and what this episode is absolutely going to help you do is to refocus and get back time freedom in your business and your life to help you stop juggling all the balls and instead experience peak performance yourself and with your team in the business and absolutely leverage smart growth in your business. And today we really focus and laser in on smart growth. What does it mean? What does it mean for your business? What are the specific areas and steps that are included in smart growth? And uh, we've got a little tool that's going to help you identify those gaps and really help you leverage those strengths. So enjoy. Ness, two of my favorite words in business that I didn't really think about too much in the early days is smart growth. Not that sexy. You might have been expecting something else, everybody who's listening. (laughs) Two of my favorite words, smart growth. And the reason for this is that without smart growth in your business, business becomes chaotic. So often we talk to business owners who, I love this analogy Ness has shared with me a while ago around you're building the plane whilst you're driving, whilst you're flying it. We fly planes, don't we? Yeah, we, don't we drive fly them. them. Don't drive them. Lucky I'm not a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. So a lot of our clients, they experience reactive growth. And what that means is that it's not proactive. It's not strategically thought out. You've got a killer product or service that everybody wants. You're growing, you're scaling, you've got a team. But business feels chaotic, and I wonder if you can relate to this if you're listening. Or perhaps you actually have put some strategy or thought into the business growth, but maybe it's been a little while since you've actually had a look at that. Maybe it was in the early days. There's lots of different phases and faces of business chaos, and smart growth is certainly not a set and forget. And so in today's episode of this wonderful podcast that you're listening to, P.S. If you do enjoy listening to our podcast episodes, we would not argue if you wanted to give us an awesome five-star review and rating. But anyway, back to smart growth. If we can look at it proactively and have regular check-ins around what smart growth actually means, it means that your business can be sustainable for the long term. Statistically, our businesses are kind of doomed. I don't mean to be a negative lully here, but you know, they're kind of doomed. And one of the ways to turn that around is to make sure that smart growth is for at the forefront of our mind. And I like to look at this also, it's kind of like you're connecting the dots, my friends. Smart growth is not just about one particular area in business. It can be very easy to go get very siloed into one particular area or, you know, to be laser focused in one area. But that's actually not the best thing for your business and for your team. So we've got to connect the dots. And today's episode is all about sharing with you what are those dots when it comes to smart growth. And if we have a look at a bigger picture, Ness, I might just intro the big picture and then I'm going to hand over to you to start taking us through 
actually, how do we bring this to life? Before I do that, is there anything you'd add in terms of this wonderful intro about my two favorite words? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Smart growth. It just makes so much sense. So you keep going. Okay, good. So what we need to have a look at, and if you can even imagine that there's a little triangle in front of you, some of you may have seen this. We do have a visual representation of this, but imagine there's a triangle and the foundational elements of this is making sure that you have a plan, have a business strategy in place. And this is going to take you into more detail around the practicalities of that and what that actually looks like. You can have the best plan in the world, but if you don't take action, if that's not connected to a bigger picture vision and purpose, and then you don't do something about it, you know what? Just save your time. Go have some cocktails or something because it's there's no point. You know, planning a draw ain't going to do nothing for you. <laughs> we then need to connect that to, I've got two other favorite words, which is sales. And then we have a look at profit. And it's those three key areas of your business that have to come together, that have to speak to each other for you to be able to really leverage smart growth and get out of whatever phase of business chaos that you're in. Ness, tell us more. What's involved in our plan? Sure, absolutely. How do we arrive here? How do we arrive at that point where it's business is chaotic, right? And what tends to happen is as we start out and we start to grow, especially if there's been sort of rapid growth within the business and you've had to take new people on, your systems and structures often aren't catching up with the pace that the business is moving at. And often what we see is the owner of the business is everything to everyone. So they don't have time to step back. They're in the business, in the weeds of it all. And this foundational piece of smart growth is about stepping back and looking at your plan. It's getting out of the business so that you can see the whole big picture, so that you can reconnect to vision and not just the business vision, but let's face it, reconnect to your vision for your life. And those two have to marry together. There has to be some sort of combination between what your purpose of your business is and and what you're striving to achieve in that, and then an emotional connection to how that impacts you in your life. So that vision piece is so important. And often what happens is we go into business and spend a lot of time on that at the beginning. But as we build and grow, we don't often go back to check, is that still relevant? Is it still something I'm passionate about? Or have we started to go off course and I need to come back to what it is that I really feel that passion for? So the planning first and foremost is about connecting back to vision because without that, how do you get up in those challenging days when things are tough, when, you know, like all businesses and business owners experience the ups and downs. So it's about moving through that and making sure that that vision is really clear and you're really connected to it. So the practicality then, once you have that reconnection to the big picture, is to come back in and starting to look at what actions am I going to take in business? What am I going to focus on, particularly over the next 90 days? You know, we map it out into 90-day chunks, but ideally your plan is looking to how do you get that 12-month. Often we work in 12 months because it's good to look at setting a financial goal, for example, or a growth goal for that period of time. But we've got to bring it back and we've got to start looking at those chunks of time and saying, well, if I want to achieve this in three months, you bring it back to what do I need to do within two months and one month? And then even down to, and we do this with our clients all the time, and we do this as owners in our own business, our weekly five to thrive, which is all about looking at what are the top five actions that move the business towards the goals that you're setting up. 
So the planning has to become for smart growth. It has to become a priority. And the business owner needs to step back and take the time because without it, you're never going to get out of chaos. You can complain about the chaos. You can be sick of the chaos. You can get frustrated by the chaos, but the chaos is only going to lead you to burnout. And so this has to be the starting point, the vision connecting us to a plan that's going to allow us to achieve that vision. And then there need to be check-ins and reviews along the way. We need to be making sure that what we've said we're going to do, we're doing, but also that the work that we're doing is making a difference. So we need to be checking. We need to be looking at figures. We need to be collating some sort of data to see if what action we're taking is actually suiting the purpose of what we're saying it's going to achieve. And these are ways that we want to keep connecting back into and we want to change. And so if we're doing it in 90-day chunks and looking at quarterly, we're able to say, are we on track to what we're going to get in our quarter today? At this point in time, are we moving towards that? And then are we agile enough to change when we need to and if we need to change it if we're not getting the results we want? So that is the first foundational piece. Would you not agree that is probably the most important starting point to smart growth? I would definitely agree. (laughs) And I wonder what everybody else is answering in their cars or on their walk Mm. or wherever they might be listening. And I think what's also fascinating to me, having worked also in corporate well, it feels like many years, well, it was many years ago now, but the planning used to be we would spend weeks upon weeks upon weeks coming up with massive business plans and, you know, presenting it and, oh, my gosh, it was a nightmare actually, to be honest, but it's so different now, even in corporate. I know we're not in corporate, you know, we're talking small yeah. business here, or, but there's a big perception. I've talked with lots of business owners that have a hesitance to do planning because they might have a perception of it has to be a 50-page document. I've got to take weeks on end doing it, which that's not true. So let's bust that myth right now. Again, your 90-day plan, we have a plan on a page, a pop, and it is brilliant and it is effective and that's what we want here. So yeah, nice one. Nice one, Ness. Yeah, well, the next step, of course, is sales. I might jump in and talk a little bit about sales here and sales. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? So if you've got a clear plan in place, if you've got a vision, if you know why you're doing what you're doing, what you want to achieve and how you're going to achieve it, then that can really connect nicely with, I'm going to break it down to three key areas for sales for the listeners. Make sure that you have a sales process in place. Again, I know it's not sexy, but it's so important. Ah, sales process, you know, think about it like a sales framework. If you have a good process in place, then you can provide consistent service and experience to your prospects and therefore, and then your actual clients and turning them from prospects into clients. So really look at setting your team up, setting your business up, setting your clients up for success and looking at sales process. Then you've got to make sure that your people, whether that's you and you alone, if you're still the only person that's doing sales conversations, which we do see in the smaller sized teams, or if you have a team and you're outsourcing or you're outsourcing or you have a team of salespeople, regardless for all of you, focus on upskilling. What are the skills? You know, you've got to look at how you're bringing this to life. And sales is certainly like business is, you know, the best personal development program you can go on. (laughs) It's the same with sales. We don't ever arrive. And the third key thing here is looking at making sure that you're really clear on who your ideal clients are. And there's a whole piece around this. This might be, again, another worthwhile, another whole conversation because, you know, if this leads into burnout, if you're working with the wrong types of clients, 
if you don't have the right skill set to be able to deliver or have good quality conversations, if you don't have a process to follow, all of these things that Ness and I are talking about, if they're not in place, again, you end up in business chaos, which can lead to exhaustion, mental fatigue, wanting to throw in the towel, burnout, whatever it might be. So if we were to break it down to three key areas for sales, I would say get your sales processes, get you and your team upskilled and continued upskilling and making sure you're focusing on the right area around ideal clients, which includes what you're offering them. But you know, the thing is that you can have the best laid plan in the world. You can be going out there having amazing sales conversations. Mm-hmm. You can be bringing in the revenue, baby, but it still, feel, still feels chaotic. Like it yeah. still just feels like, for what purpose am I doing this? And that's because there is a really key fundamental piece that is missing, which I know that Ness is just bursting at the seams <laughs> Absolutely. to talk about. It's the cherry that? on the top. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about profit. You know, this really is about where we start to click into this smart growth. So it's actually planned out. We're thinking about what it is that we want to achieve. We're really clear on our numbers. We're really clear on how we're going to get there through our sales. But now this pointy end is saying, how do we become profitable? So because we love threes, I'm going to break it down into three areas. The first one is please pay yourself first. Please make sure if you are not paying yourself, you are. And if you are underpaying yourself, you have a plan in place in order to be able to lift that to what you're worth. So definitely part of profit is to make sure as the owner of the business, you are getting a return on your investment and the work that you're putting in is getting rewarded because if you're heading towards burnout and you're not getting paid, you can bet your bottom dollar that you're going to get to a point where you just want to throw the towel in. So that's the first step with profit. But also just going to jump in super quickly there because we actually have a previous episode all about this. So if you resonate with anything that Ness just said around paying yourself first, make sure you go back and find that episode. Excellent. We'll pop it in the show notes. Oh, even better. (laughs) So once we paid ourselves first, profit still needs to be something that stays in our mindset and that we are actually focused on. So how do you get there? How do you move your business to become more profitable? Well, there's a big bit on systems here. So what systems do you have when it comes to, say, expenses? You know, what's your processes around checking in your data, checking in your financial statements, making sure you understand where money's moving in your business, that you understand what purpose all of your money has. So systems and structure that help you to get there. Now, some businesses, especially as they grow, will outsource to a bookkeeper or an accountant. Fabulous. You don't actually have to sit there and enter the numbers, but don't abdicate your responsibility as the owner of the business to know and understand what those amounts are and what your accountant or your bookkeeper is putting together for you. So basic financial understanding is really important, especially if you're wanting to experience smart growth and continue your business into a much more profitable direction. And the third area I would say, and I get on my little high horse on this one every now and then too, is cash flow. We need to understand what's happening into the future. Now, there are some accounting programs that allow you to do that, and then you can do other ways of doing it, like a spreadsheet based or whatever it is. It's about knowing how you're going to pay your bills into the future, how you're going to keep paying yourself, and therefore helping you to see whether your plan, whether your projection around your revenue target is actually going to be achieved or whether that needs to be adapted and adjusted. And of course, then if there's a gap, 
You need to come back and look at sales. You need to look at what processes and skills you have, looking at these ideal clients, because all of that will feed into the profit that you're able to make in a business. So I love this model because everything ties together, both up and down. You've got your foundational piece, but again, you know, the sales and the profit are so fundamental to making sure that that plan is workable. Yes, I love that. If we look at that, just building on that, Ness, you know, the planning is the foundational aspect really, isn't it? It has to start from there so that we know for what purpose and we've got a measure of success. Then we can look at sales as though that's how we're growing the business so that you can pay yourself and all of that cool stuff. But so the sales is growing the business and then the profit piece is building on that again. And that can be when you you as the business owner are starting to build your wealth. Again, go check out that episode in the show notes because we do talk about that. So all of this is smart growth. I mean, this is where it's at. And what Ness and I want to share with you is a smart growth checklist. It's a really simple PDF, editable PDF. You tick certain areas. We have broken down all of the key areas that we believe are fundamental in these three areas of planning, sales, and profit so that you walk away with a score out of 30. And we actually timed it. It takes less than four minutes to do the checklist. So if you are thinking, I don't have time for this, trust (laughs) me, trust me, listen to me, make the time. In under four minutes, you can get so much clarity on exactly where your strengths are and make sure you celebrate those strengths and where the gaps are that you can start to plug so that you can really have this smart growth in your business. And we're going to pop the link to that smart growth checklist in the show notes so you can get that in your hot little hands and share with us what was your score. If you're brave enough, we'd love to hear from you. We certainly would. So, We thank you for tuning in today. If you found this valuable and you can think of one other person in business who could get value from it, we would love you to share. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a beautiful day. See you next time. Bye. (laughs) 